Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What would happen if you say what you want to say? Hey, girlfriends. Hi, guys. I know the men are listening, too. It's amazing how they hear the word women's hot topics and they dial in and they want to know what we're up to. My name is Shugbury, and I am the host of the best radio show there is. Just got to tell you, uh, him for her radio, women's hot topics. And a hot topic that's on a lot of women's minds is this. How do I avoid falling in love with a jerk? Yep, you heard me right. How do I avoid falling in love with a jerk? And we have two experts with us today. We've got um, Dr. Van Epp as well as Dr. Morgan. And welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you guys are on with us. Great to be here. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Now, we're all Zooming. Why? Because I have taken the show on the road, friends. Uh, I'm currently in North Carolina. I uh, had a lot of great interviews that we've got in the books. Can't wait to air them with you. Just meeting general people on the street and interviewing them. But these two people that we have on today, I met because I still follow my own personal church, Westwood Community Church, with Pastor Joel Johnson. And he started doing a series on how to avoid falling in love with a jerk. And um I can't wait to get started on this. Friends, I want you to follow this. It's at westwoodcc.org, westwoodcc.org. And you could follow along anytime online at your leisure and hear and learn in depth on some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. But before I get to that, I'd love to introduce the two wonderful people that I have with me today. I've got Dr. Van App, and he's the author of the book for couples, Becoming Better Together, and the best-selling book, of course, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk or a Jerkette, if you're going to look at it that way, which Christianity Today identified as the number one book for singles. Uh-huh. You heard me right. Number one book for singles. Dr. Van Epp has had previous experience as a founding church pastor, a seminary professor in marriage and family studies, a clinical counselor for 25 years, and for over 20 years, he has trained military personnel and contracted with the military as a subject matter expert in relationship health, psychology, religion, suicide, and resilience. He has published eight evidence-based relationship courses based around his relationship attachment model and trained more, get this friends, than 10,000 instructors who have taught these courses to over one million participants in every branch of the military, social agencies, and educational and community settings in all 50 states and 11 countries. Dr. Van Epp and his relationship courses were awarded the Smart Marriage Impact Award, the National Association of Relationship and Marriage Education Impact Award, and have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, friends, Time Magazine, Psychology Today, and appearances on the CBS Early Show, Good Morning America, Fox News, and Focus on the Family, and him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. (laughs) He has been happily married for over 43 years and is the proud father of two daughters and four grandkids. Dr. Vanna, thank you so much for coming on our show. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Chuck. 
Yes, I'm so I'm so thankful to have you on, and I'm so excited to see what God's going to do through this show. I'd like to introduce the next person who is his daughter, Dr. <laughs> Morgan Cutlip, as a wife, mom to Effie and Roy, and a PhD in psychology, and a lifelong lover of all things relationships. She develops online relationship courses and resources at Love Thanks and manages the blog at mylovethinks.com. Morgan has created relationship courses for at flow underscore tracker dot, I'm sorry, at flow underscore tracker app, the number one app in the health and fitness category. And those of you who love to work out, which many of our friends do, I know that you're familiar with that app. And she has been featured as an expert for Teen Vogue, Oh, girl, we're going to have to have you back on. We got a lot of things we got to talk about. Feel free to hang out with Morgan Friends on Instagram at My Love Thanks, where she posts series on different relationship topics. And get this, friends, she has promised to come back on our show as we talk about more women's topics with her. Again, thank you, Dr. Morgan, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So my first question is, what is it like? I'm going to ask Dr. Morgan this question. <laughs> what is it like? to work with Daddy-O on things of romance and love. I know. I think, you know, he's the author of the books and maybe I'm the inspiration for the singles book. Uh, <laughs> I feel like half the stories in there are my uh, past relationships. Um, it's been wonderful. I really started working alongside my dad at a pretty young age. I started traveling to conferences with him when I was in middle school, um, um, but went to class with him when he was working on his PhD and I was maybe six years old. And uh, we would play this game where he would give me cases and ask me what I would do and how I would help people and just instilled in me from a very young age, a passion for psychology and for relationships. And um, I mean, we are affected by our families in major ways. And I absolutely was affected by my dad and, um, and my career choice, but he's lovely to work with. And we just have a great, um, we, we complement each other very well in how we work and how we, um, come up with concepts and ideas. So it's, it's a privilege and an honor to work with him. Now, friends, we're on YouTube as well. Find us him for her uh, women's hot topics on YouTube because you got to see Daddy O's face here. You are just beaming with pride <laughs> when she talks. It's so adorable to see. Um, so, you know, it's got to be just a privilege to be able to work with your daughter. Oh, man, it's a dream come true. And um, of course, uh, you know, I, I have two daughters. My wife and I have been married a long time and we um, had a wonderful time raising them. But you know, you enter into adulthood and sometimes you lose touch with your own kids. But um, the relationship with Morgan always had this dimension of a shared love of trying to help people and be involved in their lives and speak into relationships in a way that um, we both know tons and tons of research. We know tons and tons of uh, biblical understanding of this. And have an, a, a very kind of similar mindset, which is unique really for uh, anybody that's in this field to have yeah. such a, a kindred spirit, but to have it with your own daughter is truly a, a blessing from God and a gift come true. And you know what I enjoy about the two of you is that when I was researching both of you, I went to your website. Uh, you've got several different links on where people could go to your website. Where do you recommend that they go to to listen and see all the different offerings that you have? There you go. So um, very quickly, we have three websites. So I'll explain each of the three real fast. 
Um, the first one is the name of our company, which is Love Thinks. That's not Love Stinks, Chuck, so I don't want you to <laughs> misunderstand. It can stink, okay, just to be real. But lovethinks.com is really um, for all of our instructor-led programs. So we certify instructors to teach live classes in live settings with workbooks and all that kind of research on our programs and things are all tucked in there. We wanted to create something that is more friendly for the end user. So we created my love things, which is also uh, .com. And it's also the, the name of the Instagram that Morgan has and um, does every day. And I would just say, you know, she just crossed over 100,000 followers and had um, over 7 million views, um, as well as several other uh, reels that has over a million views. So she's, she's really running hot. So that's Way to go, Dr. Cool. Morgan. Thank yeah, you. yeah. So mylovethinks.com is really where the blog is, where you get a lot of the resources and library, as well as online courses that you can just do at home. Mm-hmm. And then the third is really what you mentioned about Westwood Church. We created a site just for churches, and it's um, RAM, which we'll learn about in mm-hmm. these podcasts, R-A-M, which stands for Relationship Attachment Model, but ramseries.com. Churches actually can go on there, learn about the RAM series, which is a series where we took a lot of the programs we have, created them in sermon forms, video-based from elementary, middle school, high school, small group studies, all video-based, created all of this very church-friendly content and licensed churches to be able to roll out a six-week series that really speaks to everybody, all-inclusive simultaneously, everybody going through the content in their own classes and through the sermons, and all relationships are addressed in every message. And that's really a unique feature. And that's on ramseries.com. And you know what I appreciate about this as well? It's not just, um, you know, for the churches, it's secular as well. The book is uh, very uh, user-friendly for everybody. It doesn't matter what your faith is or where you're standing or what you're doing. Um, I just advertised it with that Westwood Community Church was doing it. And I think the church should. I mean, you really the heart of our relationships to me is God. And with that, we'd share that love with other people. But let's get into the meat of it. How to avoid falling in love with a jerk. Why did you write this book? Did something happen in your own life that you, led you to this? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's probably not as dramatic as I, you know. I should make up some story that's really dramatic, like <laughs> well, it's all said, about Morgan. But you it, said wasn't, it took you over ten really. years to finally write it. <laughs> it. I was I was really about halfway through a twenty five year um, therapy experience. So I was a I was a professional counselor with a private practice, and I was also teaching uh, grad school in um, marriage and family. And I was reading in my kind of academic world, right. Uh, I was reading these studies that were called, I called them a premarital topic, something about a person before marriage, but it predicted positive or negatively, it predicted something about the outcome in marriage. So you could call those premarital predictors of marriage outcomes, right? So, and I'm counseling, so I would leave my classroom and I'd come into my therapy room And I would be talking to a single person that was lost on how to figure out somebody that they were dating. And that kind of journey of like, how do I figure this person out? And I called that applied discernment, you know, this lacking area of how do I really discern the heart and the quality and what this person's ultimately going to be like. And I'd be sitting there talking to them. I'd be like, ah, they ought to read this research. 
but that's too academic. And those two things converged. And I wanted to go upstream and help people in relationships to do two things, to have um, a clear, very concrete understanding of how to cadence or, or to pace a forming brand new relationship. You know, how do I go about building this new relationship to keep my eyes wide open to second of all, get to know the most important areas. And I catalog them into five key areas to get to know about somebody that were the most predictive of what that person would be like in a long-term relationship and ultimately in marriage. So we called it, I called it how the head and the heart must work together. The heart of bonding, you know, how do I, how do I kind of guard my heart like the scriptures say, as I bond in trust or dependence and reliance or um, in any kind of um, attraction to this person or even the influence of my commitment. You know, the bonds of my heart need to be kept in check as I got to know the key areas that really predict what this person will be like. So that and let me let me tell our listeners, too, this is not a book that's full of stats and statistics and and theories. This book, I mean, I love your analogies. I, I, my favorite one was the fish and the fisherman. But, you know, there's a lot of analogies in this book, a lot of examples, a lot of, you know, there's a woman who's codependent and this is what that looks like. And, you know, I, I, and we all, as I'm reading these things, I know I could, I could put a name on a lot of these as well as my own um, as to some of the people that you've dealt with. So I think that the blessing in all of this is it's so user-friendly. It's so easy to read. You guys, I highly recommend you not only pick it up for yourself, but you pick it up for your family members and it can be used in all sorts of relationships, just not singles. Yeah. I always say one of my dad's greatest gifts is taking really kind of these big, complicated concepts. Um, and I, I like to think I've inherited this from you too, but, and taking it and boiling it down into really practical and applicable things that we can actually implement in our lives. And the book is, is one of the best examples of that, just like you're saying. And haven't you found as well, Dr. Morgan, that this is reaches all generations. Absolutely. I mean, I have littles. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And so, I mean, obviously I read the book when I came out. I've read it several times since. I talk about these concepts on my Instagram, but I use these concepts in how I talk to my children. You know, this idea of developing discernment um, in the lives of our children, how they choose their friends today is going to impact how they choose partners in their adult life. And so um, I think that this, this book, part of the power is that it transcends generations and that, you know, if you read it and you're dating, wonderful, you're going to read this book and you're going to feel really equipped and empowered as you enter into the dating scene. Um, Or if you're married and you have, you know, a a kindergartner like I have, I mean, I remember when our daughter was in preschool, I was talking about choosing friends wisely with her because we were already dealing with things. But um, you have a young child. There are things you can glean from this book. If you have a teenager, you absolutely need to get it immediately Mm -hmm. um, and talk with it about them. So it's it's applicable really at any stage. I'll tell you real quickly, I had this experience. You know, I was at Westwood a few weeks ago and I did kind of a preliminary kickoff to the series that they're doing on the, on the RAM model and, and so forth. But anyway, I got done and I ran to the resource center just to kind of meet people that were purchasing books. And this young high schooler comes up, a young man, and almost moved me to tears. And he was buying the How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk book. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool that you're buying this book. And he goes, I'm buying it for my mom. I'm, I want to read it out loud with her. Ooh. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, here is a probably 15 year old young man wanting to, to take the concepts that he just was introduced to go in depth in a book, but to do it in a way that was not only for himself, but also his mom was single and he wanted his mom to be part of the journey of like, let's improve how we're doing relationships. <laughs> you know, it's like that just, it, I don't know what to say to that. You know, Wouldn't you say that, that kid, he's got game. He's already way ahead. He's got game, doesn't he? <laughs> he does have game. <laughs> he's, so he's, and, and, you know, every mom wants to adopt that son. You know, that, that kid yeah. is way, 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 way ahead of it. Um, where do we start on this book? What's the best head space we need to be in? You pick up the book, How Not to uh, uh, Fall in Love with a Jerk. What's the attitude you want people to come into this with? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, the title, first of all, the title is to be a hook, to catch your attention, make you chuckle a little bit, hopefully resonate in your experience. Yeah, yeah, we've all known a jerk. But, you know, when I've done live classes um, and we start usually by saying, hey, let's just have a little fun and write down all of the characteristics of people difficult to be with in a relationship. And, you know, if you're with 30 people in a room, uh, you gotta you gotta slow them down because they're shouting out all these experiences <laughs> they've had. But after I fill up a board, I say let's uh, take a little bit of uh, uh, a pause for a moment. And um, how many of you have been this? And I point to maybe selfish, and hands go up. And then I point to another one like controlling, and I tease them. And you know, it looks like the same people. And the rest of you didn't raise your hand. You're all the liars because we have all acted like a jerk. And so yeah. I think. Um, the, the approach in the very beginning of the book is to acknowledge, um, hey, first of all, you know, from a Christian standpoint, we would say we've all sinned. You know, we all have a propensity toward um, making bad choices and doing things wrong and being self-centered. You know, we all we all can act like a jerk, but there mm-hmm. is a difference between acting and being. Mm-hmm. And the being is more um, an unwillingness to change, a resistance to really self-reflection, identifying something that may be problematic to others, may be hurtful to others, and having an openness as well as a true intentionality to step into that area of our life and make a change. And that's the attitude I would like everybody who reads the book not to have the attitude, I want to read about all the people I've ever dated and pick out, pick apart all their problems. But I also, you know, I want to see how to do the pattern of relationships better. But I want to have and I have an openness and I want to have a, a, an insight into how I can go through this process mm-hmm. of, of relationships much better. And I can be a better partner to others as well as have a better picker. Um, of choosing uh, of somebody and um, bringing that person into a union with me. I, I want to make sure I have somebody that's my equal. I, I don't, I don't want to be a conscientious person with an un, unconscientious partner. Uh, I don't want to be the one that is my partner's therapist. You know, I need to have somebody that iron sharpens iron, and we both have this openness to growing together and changing and really bringing to this relationship a lot of good qualities. Mm. Dr. Morgan, um, how have you seen this book help people? Mm. 
Yeah. So I used to, uh, on my internship, I worked at George Mason University in their college counseling center. And so I worked with a lot of college students and um, I was absolutely blown away by some of the stories that I heard there. I remember sitting with one of my clients and um, telling me about this argument they had with um, their partner. I was like, oh, so then what did you say? And she's like, oh, well, um, I sent a text, but I didn't hear back to that. I was like, you had this entire argument over text. Like I was completely conceptualizing this the wrong way in my mind. And so to then kind of step back and just engage these young adults um, who are well into relationships by the time they're in college, right? But these young adults in conversations um, that are really inspired by concepts in the book, or even I had them read the book, was just like opened up their world in all of these new ways. And I was struck by how like how little sense of agency they felt in their relationships, how they kind of had this attitude of, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, relationships happen to, do they just kind of happen? I don't have a, um, any personal power in my relationships. I'm even thinking through just kind of where their values line up or what's important to them. These, these are things they had never really thought about. And so I think that, you know, something we know about the millennial generation is that they tend to have, um, and even, um, you know, the younger generation is that they have this kind of sense that um, they don't have a lot of internal locus of control. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have control over what happens to them in their lives. And I think that using the concepts in the book and helping them understand, listen, sure, love is a heart thing, right? It's intuitive and it's it's wonderful, wonderful to feel like it's just kind of happening spontaneously, but you have agency and you have say and you have power in your relationships and you don't have to just kind of passively move through them. And there are skills that can equip you to feel confident when you enter these relationships. And so um, it was incredibly powerful to see this kind of act in people's lives and to see how affected they were and just how they left those sessions um, kind of with their minds blown, um, having these conversations that they had never had previously in their growing up experiences, I guess. And then also to see them leave more confident how do I choose a partner? What do I look for in a partner? How, how do I actually have like a system here to get to know somebody and pace my relationship in a safe way? And it was um, such fun work to do to really have a major impact on these, on these people's lives. Well, and the challenge in this generation that you're speaking of, it's a hookup culture, you know, yeah. where they're, they're, they've come and gone. And I love the fact that you guys put things on a scale, um, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. Uh, you know, the trust scale, the touch scale, you know, some of those kind of a things. And but they all needed to be balanced out. Now, friends, I want you to know when, when we're talking about this model, we're not talking about, um, you know, oh, just love. That's it. They're talking about they you got steps like like if you're not at this point, don't rush it. Let's wait on this. Let's let's wait to get to the next step before we progress on. And we're talking today about how not to fall in love with the jerk. I think that's really important and uh, important that we talk about it as well. Dr. Morgan, since your dad had written this, were you married yet or were you dating at that point? I was dating. Yeah, I was not married. Um, And for years, he taught the course and I would sit in the audience. I've probably heard him do an hour overview of this of this course, um, maybe like 50 times and would tell uh stories of people I had dated, <laughs> but um, no, I wasn't married yet. And luckily um, my husband was my high school sweetheart, but we 
that's another story, but had he, several he breakups. Your, came together. Your husband but he's did not, not enter. He didn't get into the, the book, book and he didn't enter in any of the negative stories. You know, <laughs> unknowingly, unknowingly, he always had uh, a bright, positive, you know, relationship and spot. And so he, he had no, he had no uh, things for me to write about. So how you cool know, was that? As I was reading the book, I did. I married my high school sweetheart. I didn't see anything about that topic. Well, probably. Hey, Chuck, I just want to tell you real quickly. So Morgan talked about um, millennials, which she is part of that generation and even the generation after the millennials. Right. But I just want to um, say that this book does cross generations. When I first started in really in the 90s, when I just before I ever, you know, had the book get published, I was I I was trying to get um, parents to come to learn on how to talk to their kids. And the only people that would come were the divorced people, but they were the ones that embraced it, loved it. And they were like, man, this is exact. I've been burned. I love the title, but this needs to go upstream. And so we've been able to reach generations from, I always say from 15 to 95. Okay. We need to hold that thought. We're going to go to part two. Thank you so much, Dr. Morgan and Dr. John Van Epp for joining us. Hey ladies. This is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.